Hey guys, it's Pastor Q. Should I stay or should I go on this week's podcast? Welcome to X with Q, a 10-minute podcast to help you lead healthy from ministry to the marketplace. My name is Brad, and as always, I'm here with hey, Pastor Mark Q. What's up? You know, Pastor Q, every healthy organization needs common language and best practices, you know, to sort of be a compass and a guide. We, we call these rules of thumb at the chapel, and one of our rules of thumb has a really unique leadership take that we wanted to share today, and it's yeah. called embrace the ambiguity. What nice. do we mean by embrace the I know, ambiguity? It's scary. It starts really scary. Look, listen, a- a- ambiguity is this, or an am- a- ambiguous situation is one where things are just unclear and, and confusing. And that can really frustrate people. Uh, the goals of what I find is the goals of a lot of organizations is to eliminate as much ambiguity as possible. And the, the chapel might actually be the opposite of all of that. <laughs> here's here's what I know. In Italian, there's this word called sfumato. It means like soft or vague or blurred. And a lot of uh, art critics use this term to describe a painting technique in which there are no clear outlines. Actually, da Vinci describes sfumato as without lines or borders in the manner of smoke or beyond the focus plane. How well, you sound like you know a listen, lot about listen, art. I'm just, well, when, you, when you lead like this, you got to figure out to justify it, right? But the whole idea is Da Vinci's Mona Lisa exhibits this. It, it, this is the kind of technique. There's just not clear boundaries wow. or lines, although there are, but they're just further out. So the whole thing is this. Um, I'm kind of a guy who likes to continue to generate options all the time. I have this saying, everything's on the table until it's not, yeah. which a lot of times, a lot of things are on the table all the time. For but sure. that's what I say a lot, and it can frustrate people, but I also find that it garners the best and the most creative. Mm. That's what I love about it. So what would you say to someone who may say, but hey, isn't it the role of a leader to give clarity and provide direction and make decisions? Yeah, I mean, I think to a point, I mean, but what I've also noticed is that we can be so focused, we actually become blind in a sense. We're so focused, wow. we're so myopic that we miss, we don't even use our peripheral vision. What happens is we miss some of the other nuances and things that are going on on the left and right that will actually affect our focus. So I think it's a combination. I think we can be too focused sometimes. So, I mean, that's a, that's just what I've noticed in my leadership and with people who are very driven. Right. And so we've actually found that there are some organizational benefits to embracing the ambiguity. What, what would that be? I, I think all of us want to be driven, especially if you lead a, a church organization. We want to be led by the Holy Spirit. But again, you know, what does the scripture say? The, the, the steps of the righteous man are preordained. So there are steps. There are things that we do. I think sometimes we can box ourselves in so much and we get so connected and married to the plan that there's no way the Holy Spirit who wants to do something very different, right? there's no way we would even hear it or feel it. 
because we are married to the plan. No, marry the plan all day long, but you better leave a level of being pliable because God is going to move when he wants, how he wants, and in in whoever and through whoever he wants. Yeah, I love that. You know, one of the things that we've written down is that embracing the ambiguity makes it worth the inconvenience of not knowing everything. And I can imagine that could probably potentially be frustrating for a lot of team members. Not me, yeah. not me, oh, of course. Yeah, sure, not right? you, of course. Good <laughs> but Lord. How, yeah. how do we help yep. people on our team navigate ambiguity? Well, I mean, I think the first thing is knowing that there is a plan. See, I think we, we see things in compartment, we compartmentalize. There's, we're either a- ambiguous or, or there's a plan and we're never deviating. But I think sometimes there's a, there's an ebb and flow to it and that we actually do have a plan but so we're not lost. We're not wandering in the desert. We actually have a plan. Yeah, there is a vision. There is a vision. There's a vision and a plan to accomplish that vision. Yet we seek the Lord daily, if not hourly. If you're like me, I need it every 10 minutes, right? 10 minutes. <laughs> I mean, so, but in that, the Lord may be shifting things. You're still going to the goal. You're still going to accomplish. But the methodology by which, or the steps, like I was talking about, they may change. They're going to get you there, but then all of a sudden it may change and we may not understand it. That's why he's God and we're not. Right. So what are some of the common pitfalls that we might be able to avoid uh, by embracing the ambiguity? Yeah. I think when, when things are ambiguous in an organization, we fill in the blanks. And psychologists have told us for years, when people fill in the blanks to something, they typically fill it in with negative, number one. They typically fill it in with things that would hurt them most. So there's two things. So you cannot jump to conclusions, and it ain't about you, baby. I mean, that's what it is. I mean, that's just how we are as people. And if we're not deliberate in our behavior to go, hey, I trust my leadership. Hey, I believe in my vice president, my president, my director, my pastor. I believe that he is hearing from God. So am I, by the way. Right. But I trust until until that element of trust is broken. Right. So practically, that could be something like, well, why why wasn't I invited to that meeting? Why didn't I get the memo? Why didn't uh, they tell me? I heard Joey heard and I didn't mm -hmm. hear about it. Well, first of all, you're not meant to hear everything. Yeah. You're just not meant to hear everything because someone has decided that you should not hear it. Whether they're right or wrong or not, sure. that's just a reality. And we're also trusting that you have other things to worry about. Yeah, and I think it, I think that's a great point because I think one of the things that I had to learn, even going from the marketplace to ministry, is when you work in the marketplace, you live and die by your decisions. So in other words, you make enough bad decisions, uh, you don't have a job. A lot of times in ministry, we have leaders that are making terrible decisions over and over and over again, and then we have so much grace for them, and we should, but at some point we have to realize this probably isn't the right seat on this bus for you. So we don't, you got to live with that decision as a leader. You're going to lose, listen, we gain or reduce our credibility by the success of our decisions. Wow. That's just, and first of all, that's biblical. That's just not marketplace. That's Bible. Mm. So as a leader, you better own it and know that if you've made four or five decisions that have not worked out and have not gotten us closer to the goal or the vision and has hurt people, you're going to lose credibility with your people you lead. Right. We have to understand that. Right. So so let's say that somebody wants to embrace the ambiguity in their organization. We're going to talk about a couple of surviving and thriving tips. The first one is being getting comfortable with saying, I don't know yet. Yeah, I think we live in a culture where I can look anything up at any time about anyone or anything. Google it. And you're going to have a certain amount of knowledge, whether it's true or not, it's debatable. We'll talk about that later. But you're going to find out more information more readily and easily than ever before, which makes saying, well, I don't know, harder. 
it actually becomes an issue of pride. I'm actually really good with going, hey, I don't know. Hey, what are we going to do if so-and-so, so-and-so? I don't know. I hadn't even thought about that. Good thought. Embrace the I don't know. You're not meant to know everything. You're meant to seek to find out, but you're not meant to know everything. So you got to get used to it. Right. It's part of the ambiguity. So the second one is making the shift from should to could. Yeah. Think about this. The word should implies that there's only one solution. Well, we should have done that. We should have done this. We really only, we should only really, listen, we should only really read the Bible for the shoulds of our life, right? But not everyone else can actually, not everybody can actually embrace that. But the word could, on the other hand, might be a springboard for generating new ideas, creativity, brainstorming, you know, option, it's a brainstorming option. When you say that word could. Yeah, it's about possibility. it It opens it up and everybody has a could. Everybody's got a could. Hey, we could do this. And don't have those people in your meeting that are like the could killers. That's what I like to call them. Hey, you know <laughs> what we could killers. do? And there's somebody on the other side of the table going, well, yeah, but if we did that, I, they're never in my meetings. <laughs> and they're usually the ones that, that say we should have if yeah, something we didn't go exactly well. Exactly right. Yeah, they're yeah. not team owning it. You know what I mean? And then the third one is becoming a master of timing. Yeah. When we do it is just as important as what. Here's the thing we forget. In the beginning of the whole story of the Bible, God is leading the Israelites. And how he leads them is you have no idea what the next day is going to do. So when the cloud moves, you move. When the cloud stays, you stay. Think of the anxiety level of these people day after day, not knowing whether or not they were moving. Every day could have been, you don't know. Is it moving today? I don't know. Are we going to go today? Well, yesterday we we thought God is teaching the people in the very beginning, embrace the ambiguity. When the cloud moves, you move. When the cloud stays, you stay. You don't know when it's going to happen. You just got to be ready. So the idea is embrace the ambiguity and watch the blessing that flows from timely obedience. Boom. I think we're going to end it right. (laughs) there. Thanks for listening to X with Q. For more leadership content, hit that subscribe button, leave us a rating and review, and share this episode with a friend. See you next time.